Hey everyone, Samantha Hildebrand here. I am a type one diabetic as of February 18th, 2021. And it's crazy to me that it's been two and a half years, almost three. It's just crazy that it's been that long. And it also feels like it's not been that long. It's just very weird, right? That I even live with a disease of type one diabetes and that I have more problems coming every single day it feels like and so today I actually want to talk about my trip overseas I went to Finland and I went to Norway for my honeymoon with my husband and I want to kind of talk about that trip and how my blood sugars went how they were and some issues I wouldn't say issues but some challenges I ran into on the trip so let's get into it Okay, so first things first, let's talk about traveling international with type 1 diabetes. It's a challenge because we have to take so many supplies with us when we're traveling internationally. I mean, when we're traveling in the United States, we have to take so much with us, but we have to be extra prepared when we're going international. And so packing is always a challenge for me because you also have to keep all of your supplies on your carry-on. <laughs> so I took a massive suitcase overseas because the weather there was very like, it may be cold, it may be warm, I don't know. So of course I packed like full on winter gear and then I also packed full on summer gear. And so I was fully packed with like my entire wardrobe. <laughs> so I took a massive suitcase but I can't put any of my type one diabetes supplies in that massive suitcase because I'm checking it on the airplane. So I had to put all of it in my carry-on, which was challenging. I actually had to take two backpacks because I have like a smaller backpack that's like, you know, for a laptop and just like a school backpack and it doesn't fit everything that I absolutely need. And so I had to take two backpacks with me, which actually worked out pretty well but it was annoying having to carry like two backpacks because I, I need to get like a better carry-on bag that's not a suitcase, but just something that I can put all my things in that has like a zipper. Anyway, that's a whole nother problem that I need to fix on my own. But anyway, so I took two backpacks and I packed all of my supplies, which I had my insulin pens. And so I packed three insulin pens of each type. I had my Traceba pen. I packed two of those and I actually packed one Basiglar because I have a ton of Basiglar left over. I recently switched to Traceba for my long acting insulin and so I have a ton of Basiglar. So I took two Tracebas and one Basiglar and then I also took three Humalog insulin pens for my food. And so I took a lot of insulin. Obviously I'm not going to go through three pens during my 10 day trip, but you want to make sure that you have enough insulin for whatever the worst case scenario would be, whether that's the airport taking your pens or whether that's, you know, your bag getting stolen or whatever getting lost, whatever the case may be, you need to separate these things as well so that if one gets taken, you still have the other two remaining. So I took my insulin pens, I took three CGMs. So when I was there, I did have to change my Dexcom once. So I said, okay, I have to change it once. So I absolutely need one. What if it doesn't work? I'm gonna need number two, three. What if one gets lost? You know, I wanted to have extra ready for me. So I took three Dexcoms. I took one transmitter. I took my 
pricker, my meter. I took a ton of test strips. I'm trying to think what else that I took that was, oh, I took a glucagon. I took a bunch of um, type one diabetes bracelets in case I was going for a run by myself and I wanted to obviously have somebody know what I was going through if I happened to pass out on a run or something. I also, of course, have this on my watch, my type one diabetes um, little thing and that I wear all the time. So that's always there. And I took a lot of snacks. So the other thing with the airplane, it was a 10 hour flight to Finland. And so I have this weird fear that like, I'm gonna get stuck on an airplane and I'm not gonna have any food. So I always pack like a ton of snacks. Like it's actually probably embarrassing how many snacks I pack. <laughs> I mean, I literally had probably like seven granola bars. I had like 10 beef sticks. I had probably 10 bags, like the individual bags of gummies. I had five of the like individual glucose tablet things. I also packed a, a big, uh, big bottle of the glucose in there. I had little bags of peanuts. I had some granola. I, I, had, I had a lot of food. It's just a fear that I have. I don't know why. I just always get so nervous that like, something's gonna go wrong and I'm gonna get stuck in an airplane for like several hours and I'm not gonna have food. So I always pack a ton of food. And so I was carrying all of that in my carry-on and so it was kind of challenging to fit all of that in one bag. So I ended up taking two. So that was good, that all worked out. I didn't get anything taken away from me. I didn't get stopped at the, the airport. None of that happened, so it all worked out. The one thing that happened when we got to I think it was Norway. So we went from Helsinki to Oslo, Norway. They checked my bag and they checked my insulin and I got so nervous because I was like, dude, you cannot take my insulin. Like he opened my little bag and looked at it and I was like, whoa, bro, this is insulin. Like this thing keeps me alive. You cannot take this. And so he didn't, thank God. He gave it back to me and he was like, yeah, all's good, all's good. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's insulin. I need it. Like do not take it. But other than that, like everything was fine at the airport and the, the airline and on the plane, everything, everything went great. So that is what I took on the plane with me. So if you're going traveling anytime soon and have not gone on a long flight like that, just always take extra of everything. Just don't make that mistake. Just always take extra food, extra supplies, everything you absolutely need, plus some on the airplane. Overall, the whole trip, I would say I actually had pretty good blood sugars for some reason. I don't know why. If you've been watching any of my past videos, you know I was trying to follow like a high protein, low carb diet. Kind of like a carnivore diet, but not full blown carnivore. But I was eating a lot of meat. That was obviously really challenging for me to do international. So I kind of just didn't do that <laughs> when I was overseas. I did try to eat healthy though. I wasn't eating crap while I was over there. Well, I did have like a few bags of chips, but when we would go out and get our dinner meals, we would try to eat healthier options versus just like eating crap. So we did eat a lot of bowls. We had some of the best bowls ever. And I love bowls, like creating just like chicken bowls and beef bowls and putting all these things in bowls. I just, I love bowls. And so we got a ton of bowls when we were there. But overall, I would say my blood sugars were pretty great. I occasionally went over 200, but we were walking so much that like, even if I went over 200, it would come right back down. So I never really had an issue where I was just like stuck at a high blood sugar number and like was stressed about it. It would always come right back down because I was averaging 
like 15 to 16,000 steps per day. And some days I even hit like 25,000 depending on what we are doing. I am a walker all the time. Like, so even when I'm here in the United States, my daily average is probably like 15,000. But over there, I mean, that's the only way we could really get around was walking. So I would hit at least 15,000 probably closer to 20,000. Some days were 25,000. And so that helped a lot with managing my blood sugar. One thing that did rise my blood sugar when I was over is I was getting a ton of lattes. I don't ever drink lattes. I do on occasion here in Denver, but there it's just, you know, it's like the Europe feel and I really wanted some lattes and their lattes are so good just because it's like the European culture. That's what they all drink, cappuccinos, lattes and those types of things. And so I literally had like three lattes a day, which was probably way too much. But because of the whole milk in the lattes, my blood sugar would always go up and I would take usually one unit of insulin as my blood sugar started to go up. So I wouldn't take it before I drank my coffee because there was a little bit of a delay. So when I would see my blood sugar going up, it was usually like 30 minutes after I drank my latte. That is when I would give myself one unit of insulin. But I also had to be careful because I was walking a ton. And so I didn't want it to drop too much. So sometimes I just said, you know what, I'll sit at 180 right now and then I'll just go for a one mile walk and it will gradually come right back down. So the lattes were rising my blood sugars a little bit, but other than that, I would say my blood sugars were pretty, pretty great. The other thing is I love snack food, as you all probably know by now, like I love trying new snacks. And so we had so much fun going to the grocery store and just getting like new bagged chips. It was really cool because I'm gluten-free now too. So <laughs> it was challenging to try to find the word that I needed to find to make sure it was gluten-free. It's gluten-frit. Gluten-frit is the word in Finnish that I had to find. And it was really fun to go to the grocery store and be like, okay, that says gluten-frit. Like that means it's gluten-free. And then trying to read the ingredients. A lot of it was in Finnish, but some of it was also in English. I would I would sometimes use the translator to like try to figure out what the heck it was saying but these chips were so good and I literally bought a bag like every single day and I ate it and ugh, it was great so we also love to do that we love to go to the grocery store and just like see what they have at the grocery store and like what they do for the grocery store one thing that was really interesting in Finland was that you have to weigh your own fruit to find out the price and I was so caught off guard because here in America, they do that kind of for you, right? Like you just go check out and it weighs it for you. That's not how it works in Finland. You have to weigh it yourself like with an actual scale and then you have to like put the sticker on yourself. And so I tried to get a few apples and I was so embarrassed because I like walked up with the apple and she's like, um, you have to weigh this. And I was like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. Like in America, they weigh it for us. And she's like, just go back over the scale and weigh it. So I like tried and I failed and then she had to do it for me, but it's fine. The cool things you find when you go to grocery stores in Finland. But yeah, so that was awesome. And yeah, overall my blood sugars were, were pretty great. So the one thing I would say that was the most challenging for me while being overseas was actually not related to type one diabetes at all. It was related to being gluten free. So, the Scandinavian countries are actually super amazing with listing allergens, like all allergens. All of their allergens are listed. So it would say avocado toast and it would list gluten, egg, soy, 
you know, like it would list all of the things that it included, which was absolutely amazing because it did make my life easier when we were looking at menus to be like, okay, all of these things have a G, I can't eat it. So that part was nice. However, finding food that was gluten-free was extremely challenging. While they were really good at like including the allergens, which was awesome, way better than the, the states in that sense, it was also still just like hard to find gluten-free food. And some places did have gluten-free options where like I did get avocado toast and I did get it on gluten-free bread. So they were really great with that. But a lot of places I just, they didn't have gluten-free options. So I couldn't eat, especially when it came to breakfast no gluten-free options like every pastry of course was gluten filled wheat filled whatever which is fine but it was hard for me to eat breakfast and then it was just challenging to find like restaurants that we could go to rather than like having to like stop at every restaurant and be like do you offer gluten-free stuff like you know it was that part was hard like they don't put anything online either because we would try to google restaurants and just nothing really ever popped up so that was probably the most frustrating part I would say for me and my husband because he can eat anything he wants so poor thing was like struggling as well because he wanted to just go get food and we couldn't just easily go get food and so I would say that's something that I personally struggle with still is like I don't want to be gluten-free you know like I don't I'm not choosing this it's unfortunately just happened to me and I still struggle with the the acceptance of that because I would love to just eat a freaking pastry in the morning and have zero consequences about it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's annoying and frustrating for me. And there were a few times that I would get very frustrated and I would just like storm off. <laughs> and my husband would be like, it's okay. Like we'll find something for you to eat. But then I would just get so flustered because I'm like, dude, I don't want to be gluten free. Like I just want to eat this freaking pizza or I just want to eat this freaking sandwich, but I can't. Like, ugh, it's so frustrating. And it was just really hard for me at some of the places that we went to when I just couldn't eat. Especially when I was like really hungry. I'm like, this is crap. Like, why am I dealing with this? Why do I have to deal with this? And while I don't wish this on anyone else, it's just, it's so frustrating for me. Cause I'm like, why do I have all these issues? You know? We went to this one place that was supposed to have really, really good gluten-free pizza. And I was super excited. So we like walked like two miles to get to this place so we could both get some pizza. And we arrived at like 6 p.m. Because I also like to eat pizza a little bit earlier because I don't want to be waking up throughout the night like dealing with that with my type 1 diabetes issues, high blood sugar issues. And so we went decently early. It was literally 6 p.m. And we sit down and I'm like, hi, can I get the, the gluten-free pizza? And she was like, oh, we ran out of gluten-free pizza about an hour ago. And I sat down and I was like, mm -mm, I'm over this. Like, I was so upset, not at her or the situation. It's just like me. I Can't I just have a regular pizza? Like, why is this so hard? Why is this so hard? And so that part I think was the hardest for me overall was just finding gluten-free items, accepting the fact that I unfortunately have to be gluten-free. <sighs> that was the hardest part for me for sure. But it actually does make me super thankful that I live in Colorado in Denver because overall Denver is pretty good with gluten-free. I would say 90% of restaurants have a gluten-free option for me. And so it's never a challenge for me to eat at restaurants. 
And so I was thankful, you know, I'm like, okay, good thing I live in a state, in a city that recognizes people that have gluten issues or wheat issues because it's not fun to like go to a restaurant and then be like, hmm, I can't eat. Like, what the heck? And I love to eat. <laughs> I love to try new foods. And so it was just like, I don't know, it's just like frustrating that I can't eat what I want anymore, you know? I mean, three years ago, I could literally eat anything I wanted. And now I have to worry about my blood sugar and I have to worry about finding gluten-free things. And it's just frustrating. But anyway, overall, my trip was amazing. If you've never been to Helsinki or if you've never been to Oslo, Norway or Bergen, Norway, I highly recommend going. I also highly recommend going in the summer because the high was like 70 when we were there. That is their warm summer. So don't go in the winter unless you like to like, you know, get the ambiance of the winter. But I would recommend just going in the summer. But it was absolutely gorgeous. Bergen, Norway is the cutest little place ever. So I highly recommend going there and just checking that out. So overall, my trip was great. Overall, my blood sugars were great overall you know what i was able to eat so hey we'll take it just wanted to give a quick recap of my trip because i know it's been a couple weeks since we last spoke and so i'm excited to get back to the videos and excited to get back to chatting with all of you and i will see you guys next week bye